podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Alicia Thayer. I'm Tony Stark Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And today we are finally talking about all of the one shots. That fun little part from our intro at the beginning where we say we're actually going to talk about them. Well, now we're actually fulfilling that promise. So we are going to talk about all five uh, one-shots, one at a time, kind of taking our same format that we take with the movies, but doing that a little bit smaller this time, kind of more condensed for each one-shot itself. So with that, I guess we can talk about our first one. Tony, you want to go ahead and give the intro on that? Uh, Our first one-shot we'll be discussing is The Consultant, found on the Thor release. So we're going to go into our Wikipedia summary for the consultant. Set after the events of Iron Man 2 and the Incredible Hulk, Phil Coulson informs Jasper Sitwell that the World Security Council wishes that Emil Blonsky should uh, be released from prison to join the Avengers Initiative. We see him as a, they see him as a war hero and blame the devastation in New York City on Bruce Banner. The council orders them to send an agent to ask General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross to release Blonsky into S.H.I.E.L.D. custody. As Nick Fury does not want to release Blonsky, the two agents decided to send a patsy to sabotage the meeting. At Sitwell's urging, Coulson uh, reluctantly uh, sends the consultant, Tony Stark. As partially depicted in a post credit scene of The Incredible Hulk, a disgraced Ross sits uh, drinking uh, when he is approached by Stark who annoys Ross so much that he tries to have Stark removed from the bar. In reply, Stark buys the bar and has it scheduled for demolition. The next day, Coulson informs Sitwell that their plan worked and that Blonsky will remain in prison. (laughs) Alright, so um, initial reactions. Before recording this podcast, have either of you seen this part of um, this one-shot? Yes, you showed it to me when we were actually doing a different recording because I was I had no I idea know. what you were talking Don't about. Don't tell my secrets. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I had also seen it at the same time. Um, unlike the majority of these, I, I thought yeah. I had seen more of these, but I, I guess I hadn't. Uh, what were your uh, takeaways? What were your initial thoughts of on saying this? Um, it, It's very, very amusing. It is totally something i would have expected the the they go behind they're not behind fury's back but they're definitely behind other people's back it it's it's nice to see out of the government organization that they're not going to just directly follow orders they're going to find their their way around it yeah using bureaucracy to the full extent yeah <laughs> yeah the, 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 the description oh, of sorry, tony man. stark sorry i was like and the description of tony stark which is like <laughs> it's so true Exactly. Um, Al? <laughs> um, yeah, so what, what I really like about it is, you know, they have this whole problem, and then they, they get around it by being, you know, really sly about it. Uh, and I just love seeing spies do other spy things. Um, mm-hmm. Like you've said, Tony, you love heroes being the hero, do cool hero stuff, their full powers. Um, I like that stuff for spies also. Um, and anything like that just, just instantly grabs me in. Yeah. So, um, instead of doing a 
three part our three favorite things. We're only going to do one favorite thing per one shot. That way we don't have to like dig into this and try to find three things in this two and a half minute short to find that we like. Um, so, uh, Alicia, what was your number one favorite thing? Um, I think my favorite number one thing is they're talk when they're talking about uh, their success after Tony goes and the fact that they he's like he pissed him off so much that he wanted him thrown out and then he bought the place and has scheduled it for demolishment. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. what? Oh, yep, it's so. definitely in character for Tony Stark. <laughs> oh, very much so. <laughs> like, without him really, like, he was only in there for, like, two seconds. Mm-hmm. Or not not two seconds, literally, but, y- you know. Yeah. Uh, and he just, like, we don't even see it, but the description we afterwards were like, yep, yeah, he would do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Al, what's your favorite thing of this? So I actually kind of already said it, uh, not meaning to, but it's really just the the uh, solution that they came to. Again, it's that spies doing spy things. Um, they need to completely uh, control this situation, right? And so the thing that they end up deciding to do is to just go completely around everything and find a way to still do their thing without getting caught. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, my number one thing is uh, this plot hole that this one-shot plugs up. I think it's probably the best use of a one-shot is to uh, fix something they made a mistake of. Because when I saw the Incredible Hulk originally, and I remember thinking about this, that why would they approach Ross? Ross doesn't know where the Hulk is. Ross doesn't have access to the Hulk. Well, this is proving that they weren't approaching Ross for the Hulk. They were approaching Ross for the Abomination, which they didn't want anyway. So I just like... This is a perfect way to use a one-shot, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, I really like that way. Uh, do either of you guys have any Easter eggs for this one? Nope. No, same here, nothing. I have uh, one Easter egg. Only well, one? one? One and a half. I have one that will be used <laughs> in the next one. Well, actually, let me look at the next one. Do I have any? I have two Easter eggs because I have Easter eggs from the next one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, the first one is um, that this is the first mention of the World Security Council, which plays a big part in the Avengers, which will come out next year as of this was at the time that this one shot was being made. And then we'll have oh, a okay. much, yeah, it has a much bigger role in uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. But they talk about the World Security Council making a stupid decision, honestly, of trying to recruit Blonsky. So it fits. They do that often. Yeah, it fits with what we know about them. And number two Easter egg is actually an Easter egg for this one, and a funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer, is uh, they actually blew their entire budget for two one-shots in the next one-shot. So this one, they had money for two guys sitting in a diner and clips from previous movies. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. So that covers... um, uh, the consultant. So let's move on to our next one shot. Uh, Alicia, which one is that? A funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer, which is found on Captain America, the first Avengers release. Set before the events of Thor, Phil Coulson stops at a gas station on his way to Albuquerque, New Mexico, while Coulson shops for snacks 
in the back of the station, two robbers enter and demand money from the register. When the robbers ask whose car is outside, Coulson reveals himself, surrenders keys, and offers to surrender his pistol as well. As he about as he is about to turn over the gun, Coulson distracts the robbers and subdues both men in seconds. He then nonchalantly pays for his snacks while subtly advising the clerk not to mention his involvement to the police and leaves the station. Very nice. Al, we'll start with you. What's your uh, favorite thing about this one? Actually, no. Strike that. Reverse it. Um, what was your reaction to this uh, one shot? <laughs> uh, okay, so my reaction. I... I really enjoyed this one shot. This is one of my favorite characters uh, doing something awesome in his own unique way. Um, yeah, dude, I know, love the... that cashier too. She's my f- definitely. Oh wait, <laughs> is that not the favorite character? <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, no, it's just it's him being so cool and just that character itself. And we kind of, I mean, I I think this is the the one where we see this character do stuff the most right the rest of the series you know until we get to the tv shows agents of shield um he's just kind of making a lot of one-liners um not really conversive a little bit here and there but uh this is i i guess one of the more that we see him. yeah definitely all right um alicia what was your reaction um so i'd actually seen this one before um i don't remember why i've seen it before but um i really i really loved rewatching it because it just it solidifies to my mind uh that agent colson his dad is agent k uh <laughs> from men in black it, it the way he's like all those uh whatever lessons he he's supposed to have taken he's like uh those those that's that those, that's what happened so yeah 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 um the reason i'm skipping myself with these reactions is because i've seen these all so many times I don't know my initial reaction. I know that I liked it. It's definitely uh, not my favorite one shot because I think I like the connections and to the outside MCU, and this is one that's very self-contained. It's, there's very low connections. All right, um, Al, what's your favorite thing about this one shot? Oh gosh. Uh, all right. So I had two, and I, God, I, I still can't decide. So I'm gonna go with one, hoping one of you two have the same thing. Uh, and then I'll talk about that one there, but uh, I probably won't. Um, and it's Coulson trying to figure out which snack he should buy. That's also my favorite thing. Well, I which should have gone with drink. the other. Because yeah. <laughs> now I'm thinking, all right, well, wh- why? What's going on in his head? What What does he think? Is he comparing price, taste, texture? I thought there were just he the a two diabetic? different types of donuts. No, well, well, yeah. I mean, it, well, he's comparing the two, but but why is he comparing the two? Um, is this a gift for frosted. aliens? But but why is it taking so long? Oh, well, you've obviously never watched me try to decide between snacks before. <laughs> no, no, I haven't. I am indecisive as hell. I, I, I don't know which one I want. I don't know which no. one I want. I don't know which I, one I want. Yeah, I agree with Al. Like, just for me choosing snacks, I go in, not only snacks, almost every store I go into, which this annoys my wife to no end, I go in, <laughs> I know what I want, I get it. I'm never in a store for more than 10 minutes, and I've never been for to the mall for more than an hour unless it's Christmas, and that's just because of lines. It's just, so, yeah, so he's obviously, I mean, we know, well, some of us know, because in the future, uh, we see a lot more Colson, and he's not an indecisive man, so he's obviously weighing these and taking this very seriously. 
Um, no, the the part that I said was partially that it was um, him at the end after the fight going up to the cashier and said, I couldn't decide. Just like nonchalantly, like nothing just happened. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my my you know I had a couple of things you know theories around what why he was buying that. Um, I guess the the closest one to that what might end up being the truth since I guess we'll never really know is I kind of wonder if he already knows that the place was going to get robbed and he was just trying to stick around, and then buying both was his treat at the end for doing a nice thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Alan and I spoke about ours. Alicia, what's your favorite thing in this one? You guys already covered it. <laughs> oh, we oh, have one favorite thing. <laughs> for for people, you know, who love these movies and love the action of these movies, we definitely prefer the little funny parts more than the action. We, we oh, yeah. All realize. Well, I definitely yeah. like the hit close and throwing the flower in the guy's face that and it exploding. That was entertaining. But Yeah. That was my other like number one. Good. Oh, yeah. There you I, go. I, See? Since, since we all had the same number one, I was going to ask Al what your other one was. Great. <laughs> so, so it was that it, you know, him. It was him, kind of. Um, it was the whole part about moving over to the other side. Um, he had the line saying, "Oh, I don't want the gun to go off if I throw it." Which guns don't do that. They don't go off if they fall. So, I think part of it, maybe he was testing their intelligence, but really, it was just so he could take a couple steps over to the other aisle and then to get the start... flower. Yeah, exactly. To get all of that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. Let's move on. Do either of you guys have any Easter eggs? Nope. Nothing for me. All right, guys. You you guys are slacking. All right. I'll I'll, I'll yep. pick it up. I'm gonna continue to slack. Um, <laughs> we. I have two Easter eggs. Uh, one is when he's pumping gas. The gas station is owned by Roxon. Which Roxon, <laughs> as we know, is in Iron Man three. Is also in a lot of the TV shows. It's one of the connective tissues from the TV shows to the movies. And then the other one is kind of an Easter egg, more of a performer background, but I thought was interesting. Uh, One of the two robbers, the robber on the left, the one who gets hit by the gun and not by the flower, uh, he's a stunt performer. His name is Zach Hudson, and he was a stunt performer a lot in Agent Carter. And he was uh, played Spider-Man a lot in the original Spider-Man trilogy, all three movies. So there's a little connection. Yeah. Now, when you say the one on the left, do you mean the one on the from, left that Coulson was looking at, or yeah, that from, when from looking at Coulson? When I'm doing it, it's Coulson's point of view. So Got when it. he's okay. looking at him, he's the one closest to the door. I would should say that's on the left. All right. Although that's going from memory, so hopefully I'm right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on to our next uh one shot. All right, so uh, the next one. Oh, sorry, what was that, Alicia? No worries. Go ahead. I was jumping <laughs> you. Ah, okay. Uh, so the next one is titled Item 47 uh, from its own release. Um, so again, the Wikipedia uh, description talking about the whole thing. Benny and Claire, a down-on-their-luck couple, find a discarded Chitauri gun, also known as Item 47, left over from the attack on New York City in The Avengers. The couple use it to rob a few banks, drawing the attention of S.H.I.E.L.D., which assigns Agent Sitwell and Blake to retrieve the weapon and neutralize the couple. Agent Sitwell tracks the couple down to a motel room that gets wrecked in the subsequent confrontation, and the stolen money gets destroyed. 
Instead of killing the couple, Sitwell invites them to join S.H.I.E.L.D., with Benny assigned to the R&D think tank to reverse engineer the Chitauri technology, and Claire becoming Blake's assistant. Alright. Um, Alicia, this is freshest in your mind. What was your yes. reaction to item 47? <laughs> you know, I liked it, but it was probably my least favorite of the one-shots watching it. Um, it, it was good. It was a nice little like, oh hey, that's what happened to the the Chitari stuff after the battle. Like I was like, there's no way they got all of it, and and this is like the okay, here you guys, this is you're right, nobody got, they didn't get all of it. Yeah. So it's nice to see what the, what would have happened afterwards, but it's not my favorite thing. All right, fair enough. Uh, Al, what did you think? Um, upon watching this. Uh, pretty similar. I do kind of think this is one of my lesser favorites of the of the one shots. Um, and kind of going with with uh, what Alicia said about, you know, my first reaction of them saying, yeah, all of them fa- they they all fell. Uh, um, and it was only the ones that fell from the wormhole. I think they said, not the like all of the other stuff that was just kind of still lying on the ground, um, mm-hmm. which I think was a little odd. I in my mind that feels like a bit of a, you know, they they kind of messed with continuity. For some other stuff, but um, I, I mean, it was—it's still enjoyable. I still always enjoy the MCU stuff, but um, it's interesting just kind of seeing it. You know, it, it feels nice to see uh, other stuff going on that's not just you know main characters, right? This because these are completely different. Yeah, um, I feel the same. It's like it's not connectingly overtly to any of the characters we know. Like we've seen Sitwell; he's been like in the background on the helicarrier a little bit. He's a little more prominent in um, uh, Winter Soldier. Uh, Agent Blake, we see uh, later down the road. Uh, Alicia doesn't know where we see him, but she could probably have a good idea I'm from like, that. I don't remember seeing him, so I'm going to assume it's in an episode somewhere. <laughs> yes, he, yeah, he's, he shows up in a couple episodes of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But, um, yeah, I'm, I... Really, when I first saw this, it was the first time like I knew what a one-shot was and expected it. It was like promoted when the Avengers Blu-ray was going to be released. And I watched it, and eh, I was disappointed. Yeah. Um, but let's get on the upswing. Uh, we'll talk about our favorite things. Um, and I'll start with mine, because I haven't started yet. Uh, the idea that S.H.I.E.L.D. recruits people from p- potential enemies. Like, these guys, they could have just incarcerated them after this uh, this bank robbing spree. But it's like, oh, you've got some useful talents of being able to make the um, machine work and the guy who'd be able to make the machine work's girlfriend, apparently, because they don't want to incarcerate her, who has no talents. <laughs> but as I think it's... um. It really shows a little bit what, how Shield's different. They um they're opportunists. If they have an opportunity to get someone who will help them, they'll take it. Yeah, I do like that. One of the things that bothered me was um you know the the first reaction was yeah find them and kill them. It, it wasn't neutralize. arrest them or anything else. Yeah, well yeah exactly yeah. neutralize. But they they implied kill. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I like uh Sitwell's little reaction to that because he's like he's acting like he's still talking to Coulson and the consultant. But uh, Agent Blake is obviously a very different type of agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Al, what was your favorite thing? 
Uh, so my favorite thing was uh, actually um, during that scene when uh, Sitwell and Agent Blake were talking in that room at, at first, or the first time we see them talking in the room, yeah. um, Agent Sitwell just being a step ahead of him, right? Blake right. is right there. He's just kind of saying That's everything. Fine. Yep. Yeah, exactly. He's kind of going through everything. Uh, yep. Here's all this stuff, this stuff, this. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm ready. I'm good. I'm just going to go. I'm like, only I, standing I here because. Yep. <laughs> Exactly. Only standing here because I have this coffee and and I just poured it. And you, I think <laughs> right. he's superior, right? Isn't he a superior? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not completely sure about that. I think they might be in different departments. I think one might be more like data analysis, and the other is like field work or something like that. But definitely something. there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Blake is not the type of guy who seems to be easily impressed by anything. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Alright, right. cool. On to our next one? Uh, yeah, unless you guys have any Easter eggs. I have a couple. Nope. Oh, for sure. Oh, I've got none. <laughs> <laughs> um, the two criminals' uh, names are Benny and Claire, and their names are tribute to Bonnie and Clyde, the famous um, bank That's robbers. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. Um, the actors in this, uh, we have Lizzie Kaplan, who wasn't known for very much back then. But now she's kind of well-known. She's on, uh, I think it's Showtime or Cinemax's uh, show Master of Sex, which I've never seen. And never seen. The, Le the League, which, as someone who doesn't like sports, that's actually quite a funny show because it's not really about a sports league. Uh, it's more kind of like if you've seen uh, Community. It's more kind of off-the-wall type stuff like that. Nope. Yeah, okay. yeah well, I had to I look up what else I had seen her in because she looked really familiar to me, but I... I couldn't figure yeah. it out um yeah she was like, also in now you see me number two yeah i've never seen that um yeah i looked her oh, up oh is she the girl in that one nope she's the man she's morgan freeman you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i believe so i've actually never seen no that no t no tony just ruined the ending of now you see me too she is morgan freeman oh wow <laughs> <laughs> i am kidding <laughs> <laughs> anti-spoilers <laughs> um uh, the guy, um, Benny, is played by a guy named Jesse Bradford, who is another guy who I thought was familiar. Uh, he was on, if you've ever seen The West Wing, he was on ten about ten episodes of that. But I haven't seen that in so long. I'm not sure if that's the thing I recognize him from, or if it's some other thing I didn't realize. But yeah, if you ever watched The West Wing, he was on that for a little while. And so then... I, I looked him up also. Yeah. Um... To see what, you know, because he looked familiar to me, too. Um, he was in Bring It On, which, for the longest time, I always thought he was the same guy that played uh, Xander in uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And so, I just found out recently, a couple days ago, that he is not. They are two different uh, people. Yeah. This is yeah, true. I, I think I've gone, like, 15 <laughs> years thinking this. Yeah. Yeah, um, the guy who plays Xander isn't in a lot of things. I think he's on one of those uh, procedural cop dramas, like NCIS or something. But otherwise, he's not in a lot of things, I've noticed. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, Agent Blake is played by Titus Welliver. Titus Welliver, uh, I know him because uh, he was in Lost. He played the, the big bad, the man in black in Lost. But he's also, um can be found in I guess Las Vegas has a uh Avengers experience called Avengers Station and he is the host of that experience. So I guess yeah. 
in addition to this, he's been in a few more Marvel-y things. All right. Are you guys ready to move on to yes. our next one? All right. Yeah, sounds good to me. This next one is Agent Carter, not the TV show, but the one-shot, found on the Iron Man 3 release. Uh-huh. One year after the events of Captain America the First Avenger, Agent Peggy Carter, now a member of the Strategic Scientific Reserve, is stuck compiling data instead of working field cases. One night, while alone in the office, the case line rings, informing Carter of the location of the mysterious Zodiac. She goes to the location and is able to retrieve the serum single-handedly. The next day, her boss, Agent John Flynn, reprimands her for not going through the proper procedures to complete the mission. Carter explains that the mission was time-sensitive, but Flynn is unmoved, dismissing the indignant Carter as an old flame of Captain America's, who was, uh, who was given her job out of pity for her bereavement. The case line rings again, this time with uh, Howard Stark on the other line, who tells Flynn to inform Carter that she will co-head the newly created S.H.I.E.L.D. In a mid credit sequence, Dum Dum Dugan is seen poolside with Stark, marveling at two women wearing a newly created bikini. Because, <laughs> of course. Because, yeah, we have to have women empowerment, and then remember, it's the 40s, so they had to take a little bit of that away, apparently. Alright. <laughs> it's pretty terrible. It is pretty terrible. Alright, um, Alicia, what was your reaction to this? Oh, I love this one. Uh, I had I had actually not seen this one before, so it was it was very fresh for me. Um, and I already like Agent Carter, so this was like, ha ha ha, kick ass. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Al, what did you think? Uh, pretty pretty similar. I mean, it's it's just kind of a, another one of those a badass person doing badass stuff. Um, mm -hmm. I thought I had already seen this one, but I could not remember or the first and last parts of this i remember the middle part but i don't know why it is that i just could not remember that i having seen the first and the last so um i which was odd to me uh anyway yeah i, I enjoyed it <laughs> yeah interesting okay yeah i i really like this one uh we talked during uh captain america the first avenger is my deep abiding love for Haley atwell and agent carter so yeah, just seeing uh, at this time, I thought this might be the last time we see Agent Carter. Uh, I was happily surprised a little while later. But um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed this one as well. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Alicia, what's your favorite thing about this one shot? Um, the fact that she, she, her walking up to the location for the Zodiac and just using her the ability that nobody thinks she is what she is and just mm -hmm. using that against the two guys that are there. Yeah. No, that's good because yeah, she's taking into account that it's the forties and she's a woman. So she, they're not going to expect anything from her, which right. definitely she, uses she that takes advantage. the disadvantages she has and uses them against them. Yeah. Exactly. I imagine she's had to, or she's done that before numerous times. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, she, I mean, we see her do that a little bit when she punches uh, Hodge when they first introduce her. It's like, this guy's not expecting anything from her so he can talk the way he wants. And she proves him wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, Al, what's your favorite thing from this one shot? 
Uh, so my favorite is, uh, well, like always or whenever possible, uh, kind of one of the jokes. So um, after she, you know, beats everyone up and she's leaving the warehouse, she turns to that one guy that that's handcuffed, the the one guy she didn't really beat up, <laughs> and she just tells him, "Learn to count." Yeah, right. <laughs> No, I like that. It's like, you still got the zinger, it's still got the little uh, weedeny moments that permeate through all of the MCU. Yeah, uh, yeah. my favorite thing in this was uh, the ending, the yay moment of right. uh, Flynn getting a call from Howard saying uh, to tell Peggy that she'll be heading up S.H.I.E.L.D. And just like, well, you son of a bitch. You need to, um, like, what is it, eat crow or whatever they say. It's just, mm-hmm. she get he gets his comeuppance for how he's been treating Peggy. And it's just, right. you know, very satisfying to see. Especially um, in this day and age of the 1946. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. It was very, very satisfying to see that, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> it's like, yeah! <laughs> okay, um... Do either of you guys have any Easter eggs for this one? <laughs> <laughs> not, not a thing, Tony. Okay. Nope. I, I told have, you, I'm going to continue to slack. <laughs> I have two of them. Um, in the Marvel Comics, uh, Zodiac is the name of actually a supervillain team. You know, there are 12 of them. Each one of them has um, the powers of a Zodiac um, uh, constellation. Or a sign, that's the word. Uh, but the, on the uh, vial, it actually has um, it actually has a symbol of one of the Zodiac members, which was uh, Scorpio. And he uh, uses an energy weapon much like uh, Hydra used in uh, Captain America the First Avenger. Ah. Yeah. And also, interesting. yeah, this... Uh, one shot, even though we're covering it, obviously it's part of the MCU. It's not a hundred percent sure that it's even in the MCU canon, since um, Peggy goes through completely different experiences in her television show Agent Carter. Yeah, and then something I was going to mention in this and um, in the previous uh, ones, uh, for a while they used these one shots as like proof of concepts for TV shows. Uh, the consultant. Something funny happened on the way to Thor's hammer and Adam 47 all together are like proof of concepts of what agent of shield would eventually be. Okay. And then this, yeah. And this is a proof of concept for what agent Carter is eventually is. Unfortunately, they do away with all that in the next one shot and they end up doing away with one shots altogether afterwards. Unfortunately. Sad. Yeah, but let's cover that one. Alicia, you want to move us on to All Hail the King? All Hail the King, which is found on Thor the Dark World release. And I know we haven't covered it, but uh, covered Thor the Dark World, but this one takes place kind of just after uh, Iron Man 3. So we're going to cover it now instead of waiting until after Thor the Dark World. (laughs) All right, here's the wiki summary. Trevor Slattery, having been captured at the end of Iron Man 3, is now being held in Seagate Prison. At the prison, he is living luxuriously, having his own personal butler, Herman, as well as other inmates who act as his fan club in protection from other inmates. Looking on at at the attention Slattery receives in the cafeteria is Justin Hammer, who wonders what makes him so special. Slattery has been talking with the documentary filmmaker 
Jackson Norris to chronicle his events of the Mandarin situation, seen in Iron Man 3. Norris, trying to learn more about Slatery personally, recounts his past from his first casting as a child, as well as starring in a failed CBS pilot. Norris eventually informs Slattery that his portrayal has angered some people, including the actual Ten Rings terrorist group, which Slattery did not know existed. Norris tells, the, tells him the history of the Mandarin and the terrorist group before revealing that he's actually a member of the group. The real reason for Norris interviewing Slattery is to break him out of the prison so he can meet the actual Mandarin. Hearing this, Slattery still has no idea of the full ramifications of his posing as the Mandarin. Um, Al, what was your reaction to All Hail the King? Well, to be honest, I really just did not care for it too much. Um, I mean, I like what it did. I like that it kind of said, hey, there really is some, you know, some character in the Mandarin around. Um, but just as far as, as watching it, it, it really didn't grab me. It also got super dark at the end um, <laughs> by basically saying, yeah, this guy's going to be tortured for a long time. Yeah. And that's not something they really do in any other MCU thing. They kind of imply some things here and there, but but uh, I think this is the only thing where it gets that bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Alicia, what was your reaction? Um, I, I'm I'm not as down on it as uh, Al is here, but it's definitely, again, probably one of my least favorites out of the stuff. I like that it cleans up things, and it, it kind of helps the narrative for the angry fans that didn't like the portrayal of the Mandarin in this to give them something to be like, oh no, that wasn't actually the real Mandarin. But I feel like it's kind of a cop-out. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I don't, like, I'm not a big fan of the character of um, Trevor Slattery, as we talked about in Iron Man 3. But I like the concept, and I like what this uh, one did, because I do like the idea that the Mandarin's real. And he's pissed. So, yeah. I do like that, but again, I think they only made this because of what happened with the backlash. backlash. Of the Mandarin. Yeah. Yeah. From what from what I've read, um, I guess uh, uh, Shane Black, who directed Iron Man three, said he was planning on doing this before. But I I agree with you, Alicia. I feel like that might be saving face. I feel like this is more of a response to fan backlash. But yeah. according to interviews, he was planning on doing this beforehand. So take that. Yeah, they can say whatever take, they want. Yeah, take from that what you will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and if Shane Black is um, listening, please feel free. Call us. Uh, we'll let you on the podcast to defend your creation of All Hail the King. Yep. <laughs> we'll happily talk to you. Exactly. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh Al, what is your favorite thing from this one? If you have one. Uh, so, uh, I, I do have one. I did actually kind of have to think about it a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, my, my favorite one was uh, um, Trevor being asked to do the voice for the other inmates. You know, when he was mm-hmm. in the, the cafeteria right there. Um, That's my favorite. Damn it, Al. <laughs> <laughs> Stop stealing that, them. To be fair, I often punch you, choice. so. That was my second choice. I almost chose that one as well. <laughs> well, to be fair, I often punt Al, so it's only fair that he gets me on something else. Yeah. <laughs> this will this will happen. I mean, there's only so much, right? I, I don't remember right. how long this one was, but uh, I this think this one was on the shorter 13 end, right? And, no, 13 minutes and 52 seconds. Oh, never yeah. mind. This was on the longer end of the one-shots. Yep. It was. Yep. Oh. 
Um, yeah, and it was actually kind of uh, interesting to me uh, ending up choosing this to be my favorite part of this uh, because I just don't like Trevor. I don't like the the bumbling idiot type of character uh, right. in things. But uh, just seeing <clears throat> that, and it was just kind of that reminder, like, yeah, he, he really is a celebrity. And also, I did like the voice. I, I just, that, that right. part is probably the voice really is one of my it. favorite yeah. parts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we covered Delicia's, which was the same thing. Um, my favorite, that was, actually, I had two favorite things listed. If someone chose that one, I was going to go with the other one, so this works out. So you were <laughs> cheating. <laughs> uh, no, because I'm not choosing both now that I can make the choice. Thank you for oh, helping me but out. but you had it. <laughs> well, that's neither here nor there. Uh, oh, honestly. I see. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite thing is when, uh, what's his name, Jackson Norris pretty much reveals, like, all the backstory of the Mandarin. And just like he was a warlord, he it's unclear whether the name's been passed down for thousands of years or the Mandarin's actually thousands of years old. But it's just like, I would love to see Iron Man 4 with uh, Tony going up against the real Mandarin. I don't think it will happen because of Iron no. Man 3, but I would love to see that. Or possibly even, because he's magical, like Doctor Strange going up against the Mandarin. I think that would be excellent, too. But, yeah, just the... I mean, I can't get over... The the only positive thing about this is that the Mandarin's real, and there are real ramifications for Trevor in this. Yeah. Alright, um... I actually have more Easter eggs for this one than I've had for any of the others, so do you guys have any Easter eggs? I do, I have one. Oh, yay! I I wasn't (laughs) expecting much, so this is excellent. (laughs) Oh, go well, ahead, you both Alicia. have infinitely more than me, because I have none. Oh, <laughs> it's just, it was listed in the wiki summary. Justin Hammer's in this. Yes, he is. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. we don't get much out of him, but ta-da, Justin Hammer. Yeah, he was Justin Hammer being Justin Hammer, all, you know, uh, right. bragging that he's friends with Tony Stark and whatnot, and being jealous of the other guy. Right. <laughs> all right. Um, That's it. Okay. Um, so this takes place in Seagate Prison, which is a MCU prison. It's also where um, Luke Cage in the comics and his TV show ha- was imprisoned. Yeah, oh, is also- this also where they I make haven't hard seen drives? that. I know. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> I said, is this also where they make hard drives? Yes, yes, Seagate hard drives. That's actually a lot of prisons uh, make like license pr- plates. This place makes uh-huh. hard drives. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. That's good to know. Yeah, uh, that's that's part of the MCU. You know, everything's a little more technologically advanced. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. This story was actually based on a comic, uh, one I've never read, but um, it's based on uh, Mandarin, the story of my life, where the Mandarin tells the filmmaker about his life story filled with lies and um, half truths. So even though the comic's not based on Trevor. It's obvious that they got inspiration from that uh, comic story. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the title of Trevor's TV show, Caged Heat, was also the code name for Iron Man 3. So okay. a lot of times during movies, for those who don't know, they'll give a big budget movie a code name because um, places will upcharge them if they know it's the third Iron Man movie compared to, like, this independent movie called Caged Heat. I actually do know that. 
because of my fiance. Yeah. Yeah, the most famous of these is um, Blue Harvest, which was the code name for Return of the Jedi when they were filming that. Um, we have uh, one of the inmates um, named Fletcher Heggs, according to the credits. And he has a tattoo of a chest pawn near his eye. In the comics, Heggs was the knight, a member of the group of assassins called the Chessmen. So he's another supervillain. Okay. And then we have a twisted supervillain, or not twisted supervillain, a twisted super comic book character. He's not even super. Uh, Jackson Norris, the reporter, is um, he's a former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent who turned into a TV reporter in the comics. And he's actually a friend of the Defenders, the Marvel version with um, Doctor Strange and the Incredible Hulk and Namor, not the uh, TV version. But yeah, so he's evil in this for some reason, even though he's not evil in the comics. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's it for my Easter eggs. Alright, so um, we'll move on to our ranking of these five one-shots. And we're going to rank them independently from the movies because we decided it's not fair to do a two-minute or 13-minute one-shot versus a two-hour movie. So we'll rank these independently of the films. Yes, right. we're going to rank the one-shots <laughs> amongst themselves. Yes. So let's start at the bottom. Who? Uh, what do you think is... Your least favorite one shot out of these five one shots, uh, Al. We'll start with you. Oh, uh, so my least favorite is "All Hail the King." Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and this was actually really close to what I think number four should be, but it's that one for for me. All right, um, Alicia, uh, what do you think? Uh, mine was item forty-seven. Okay. Um, Alicia, by any chance, or Al, by any chance, was your four? Um, the other person's like Al was your yes. four item forty seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I ask you guys this because I agree with both of you. I don't know which one is worse. Those two are my least favorite, though. Yep. <laughs> I, I don't care what order we put those in. They're just my least favorites. All right. Um, I. This is what I think. I feel like um, all hail the king has one redeeming factor, which is the ten rings. Where item 47 by no means is terrible. It's just middle of the road and doesn't have anything super redeeming about it. Yeah, no. So I say we put item 47 as number five and all hail the king as number four. Agreed. Sounds good to me. All right. Partially because um, that means I win. <laughs> <laughs> really, Alicia? When you yep. win, when you win, we all win. Yes. Wait, no, that's a lie. Never mind. <laughs> So one check in Alicia's, one check in Alan, one check in Tony's box. Okay, because we all want. No, okay. Uh-huh. Ha-ha-ha. <laughs> all right. All right, um, so what's number three's then? Uh, My number three would actually be a funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer. Uh, um, that is my number three. No, right. wait, I lied. Nope. <sighs> nope, that's not my number three. Come Sorry. Come I on. tricked all you. Right, fine. 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 Okay. Um, Al, what's... uh Actually, Alicia, what is your number three, then? Uh, my number three is the consultant. Okay. Um, Al, be a tiebreaker or be a terrible person and put Agent Carter there. <laughs> uh, well, I was going to say, actually, my number three is the consultant. Oh, you so, <laughs> if you want to, we can go two to one on that one. 
<laughs> which means we win. Okay. Okay. I, 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 I disagree with you, but I will uh, concede my loss. <laughs> um so right. yeah so our number so our number three is going to be the consultant so i would say number two is a funny thing happened on the way to thor's hammer because i would put consult i would put consultant at number two um al what do you think uh, uh all right that really hurts both of you want that to be number two i want it to be number one it's my favorite but um but, i'm sorry uh, we both have a deep love for agent carter right <laughs> yeah. no she's great i get it but all right, I won't cheat when I put this up on the site. No. Okay. <laughs> I won't cheat when I tell you I looked at it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, which All right, means... so that makes Agent Carter number one. Yes. All right, so, Alan, can you give us a quick rundown in case people have an extremely short memory of what our um our one-shot rankings are? That's fair. If I wasn't looking at them right now, I wouldn't remember either. So, uh, in number one... I heard you typing, so I knew it was there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In in number one, uh, Agent Carter, followed by, uh, very closely, followed by A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to Thor's Hammer. I don't don't think it was that close, honestly. I don't think it was that close. (laughs) It was kind of close. (laughs) Uh, It was not very close. (laughs) Depends on who Uh, you're asking. Uh, in number three, we have the consultant, followed by yeah, all a very, hail the king. A very and... almost tied number three to number two, correct? Mm-hmm, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and all then right. rounding out the list in last place is item forty-seven, which is in fifth Boo. place, not forty-seventh place. Okay. Ah. Although it could be, and we would probably be fine with that. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So, um, next week, I'm very excited to say the reason I wanted to start this podcast was to rewatch the Marvel TV shows. And next week, we are finally rewatching, or for some of us, watching for the first time, the Marvel it's TV shows. It's going to be watching for the first time for me. <laughs> All right. So, please, yeah, tune in next week for our very first episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And in the meantime, Alicia, can you tell them how to contact us? Uh, they can contact us at uh, Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind. Um, and please give us a rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast app, assuming you like this. Otherwise, shh. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else for one shots before we go? Nope. I think that's it. Okay. All right. This was the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for the one shots signing off. Have a marvelous day.